Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you can get podcasts. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Welcome to Stacking the Box. To subscribe, hit us up on Google Play or iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you. Here is Stacking the Box. This is Stacking the Box with the former offensive lineman. Look at him. fresh from a trip to Mexico. He's got a pink issue. Jeff Schwartz with us. If you're listening <laughs> on the podcast, you can't tell, but the video, you see that, Hugh. And the always incredibly attractive Matt Verderam ready to go. Gentlemen, before we get into Tom Brady and the rest of the quarterbacks and a million other topics today, we do have to address what is going on in New York. Matt Verderam, you're a diehard Knicks fan. Spike Lee is being harassed by the New York Knicks and James Dolan. Spike Lee has entered Madison Square Garden for 30 years through the employee entrance. Damn right he deserved it, paying whatever it costs to sit at courtside for a Knicks game. And now the Knicks are saying that Spike can only enter via the VIP or general entrance and quote the idea that Spike Lee is a victim because we have repeatedly asked him to not use our employee entrance and instead use a dedicated VIP entrance, which is used by every other celebrity who enters the garden, is laughable. The Knicks are going at their number one fan, man. I'm not a Knicks fan, but today I am a Knicks fan, Matt Furham. I feel for you, and let's figure out a way to get James Dolan out of our lives, period. Look, I I said to you before we went on this this podcast, if the team's worth $4 billion, which seems to be about a general accepted thing— Adam Silver should go to him and be like, look, sell the team. Whatever you sell it for, we'll give you a 10% kicker on top of that. We don't care. Whatever it takes to get now. That's my rational take. My just fan take of this whole thing, I hate him. I hate James Dolan. <laughs> He's the worst owner in sports. He's a dumb bastard. I cannot believe this clown is in charge of one of the greatest franchises in professional sports in America. He should be let out in cuffs from that stadium. And by the way, as far as I'm concerned with Spike Lee, the man has dropped $3 million over 30 years to go watch that tire fire of an organization. Okay. I, I don't care if they cut a hole in the roof and he parachutes in. I don't care what he does. Are you kidding me? He can't come in? There, what is he, some kind of a risk? They're, they're concerned he's going to come in there? They should be worried about the players coming in there. They should be barring them at the door. Have they seen the team? Jeff, I, I hate them. I absolutely hate them. They can't suck any more than they do. They're the most embarrassing franchise in sports, including the Redskins, including the Browns, bar none. I mean, Jeff, you're a Lakers fan. That'd be yes. like it would be like the Lakers saying, you know what, Jack, you can't enter where you've always entered. Nickel, you know, Jack, Jack, they would you, never you, do that. They would no, never do that. No one would do never, that. They, to Matt's point. If Jack wanted to parachute in, they'd cut a hole in the staple set and say, Jack, you can parachute in. So I've actually met James Dolan before in person. Um, we went you to, he, had treated, him. He, he treated me great, Matt. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know care. about all this. I don't care. Him. You should have had him. It was, it was the night after I broke my leg for the first time. And we went to a Rangers game, a bunch of couples on the Giants. And in, in intermission, we got to sit in his, bo- his box. He has like a, like a secret, um, uh, like seating area underneath the bleachers. So we went in there. I met Wayne Gretzky. Um, That's cool. Gretzky loves college football. That's like my, we talked about Oregon for the entire night. It was kind of fun, but that's my James Dolan story. I, why Matt, why can he run 
the Rangers semi-confidently well, for the Knicks. Well, I, look, this is a football podcast, so I'm not going to get off into a huge thing, but the reality of that whole, that whole deal is he ran the Rangers into the ground in the early part of the century, and then they had the lockout where they missed a whole year in the NHL, and they were forced to have a salary cap. And the only reason the Rangers got good is because he was forced to get rid of every high-priced aging veteran that he had to get into the cap, and he had no choice but to play a bunch of young guys, including Henrik Lundqvist, and that's how they got good. And now, by the way, they're back to being atrocious because he was able to get involved again. So believe me, that was the only reason that team was any good for a period of time was because the league literally got together and was like, hey, James, we're going to need you to get rid of everybody. That's the only reason it worked out for me. I, I just want to mention that, back to Spike for a second, the man went on the road to Market Square Arena. He did, Game 6, 94 Conference I mean, Finals. I mean, it, it wasn't exactly a comfortable setting. He wore the uni. He went in there. I remember as a young Carm coming into the media world, there was Spike at the United Center, his Knicks. T- Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Taking on Michael Jordan the Bulls, he knew he was going to lose, but he showed up, and uh, Phil Jackson would taunt him when they would walk out. If there was ever a time for an act of God... Okay, now is it? Let's just put it that way. Spike, man, we're, we're we're all Knicks fans today. Just that's that's how I that's how I'm, I'm rolling. All right, let's get into the gets get into free agency, and we'll start with the quarterbacks. Uh, you know, there's been many reports out there that Tom Brady is definitely leaving, and now we're getting reports. Pro Football Talk is in there. Hey, let's not go crazy. He's not going anywhere. You're shaking your head, Jeff Schwartz. Nobody knows anything. Somebody knows something. What do you got? Look, all he wants is Bill Belichick to say, Tom, we love you, man. We want you back. Come back and be New England Patriot. That's all he wants. This is all he's doing. He just wants attention from Bill Belichick. He wants to feel the love from being a franchise. I went through this process before. I understand how it goes. It's great to have everyone say, Tom Brady, you're the best. Come be a Tennessee Titan. Come be a Las Vegas Raider. Come be a Charger. Be our hero. It feels great. But he's going back to New England. The best chance to win right now is in New England. He knows Bill Belichick. He knows the system. He's obviously played his whole career there. He's comfortable there. He gets to miss the offseason program. His family's there. Makes all the sense in the world for him to come back. But he just wants Bill to call him and say, and say, Tom, you're our guy. I want you here. For, for Ram, is that what it is? Brady just wants to know that he matters, wants I, to be seen and heard by, by Bill, a little, I, little hug. I, I actually agree with Jeff because I wrote an entire piece for fans side, like two weeks ago, literally saying almost that verbatim. Like, he's loving the fact right now that he has the upper hand on Belichick for the first time in 20 years. Yes. There's no doubt about that. Now, do I think he'll leave? I don't think anybody knows what he's going to do. And I, I think, like, and that's not to say, like, Jeff Darlington was a VSPN reported that he's definitely out. And, and, and I'm not saying that Darlington doesn't you know, have sources or whatever. It, 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 it's very important. I'm glad you mentioned Jeff Darlington. We saw a lot in the CBA talks a couple weeks ago, really when it heated up, like which side people get their information from, right? Yeah, it feels very, and it's not, it's not a slight in reporting, right? It's the way it works, right? You have your yep. sources. It's back. true. It's I, true. I'm not really source. I don't have a lot of sources. Mine are always always players, so it's no surprise. But um, but the, the point is that we all have our sources, and it feels very clear that Jeff Darlington is getting all this from the Tom Brady side, where they're saying, "Hey, push yeah, out the narrative that he's not coming back." Again, to kind of play into what me and you are saying, that he just wants Bill Belichick. Or right. Rob Kraft's not really the issue, but Bill. So it's important to say, that, I think, in, in this, because I think people, when they hear you know, people report, they think it's from everyone. It's, no. t- it's from one side it, normally. It Typically, you're right. It is from one side. I mean, I think any good reporter, you try to get both. But a lot of a lot of us, you don't have both in every situation. No, you, don't. You, don't, you, you just don't. Every once in a while, you do, and it lines up. But typically, you don't. And you do the best you can with the information at hand to try to be accurate. But, yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, Brady's camp, they're not going to put out, hey, yeah, we just want to go back to New England. Though That wouldn't do them any good. They'd yeah. far rather you think they might go to eight different teams because it drives up money, it gives them leverage, all the rest of it, right? So, look, 
we're talking about the quarterback carousel here, and there's a lot of guys. There's more guys than there are spots, which is interesting. Like if you wait too long, you're going to have issues. Now, Brady, I think when all sitting done, I think he's going back to New England. I think if he leaves, it's Tennessee, but I think he goes back to New England. I think Tannehill goes back to Tennessee. I think Winston, the, the one thing that was interesting, well, of many at the Combine was – there's real talk that he's not going back to Tampa, that Arians is not putting up with 30 more picks, and that if they only have one tag, which it appears they will if the CBA gets ratified uh, in the next week or two, that it's going to Shaq Barrett. And that Winston, basically, it's going to be, hey, see what you can get and then come call us. Now, things are fluid. You know Jeff Sills. I mean, you know, things change. Things change in a heartbeat. But that seems to be the case. I am very curious, though, for these other guys – Rivers, I mean, everybody seems to think the Colts, does it, I, I think that makes sense for both sides. If yeah. he doesn't go there, I don't know where. I know some, I, Now, Arians specifically mentioned him during his presser at the Combine. I just don't know. Like, Rivers doesn't have the arm for Arians' system no. at this point. He can't throw the ball deep anymore. And that's all Arians wants to do is push the ball down the field. So, you know, we'll see. I that though is where I'm kind of reading the tea leaves, and then I think Dalton's going to the Bears, Carm. So you can you can line that up. That's happening. I'd it, be very surprised if that doesn't happen. It, well, okay, and, and that, I, we've been talking about that for over a month. So what are you giving up if you're the Bears to get Andy Dalton? A late round pick. Because so, I I read it might be a third rounder. I'm not giving up a third round I, pick I, for I Andy Dalton. I don't think that's that's Jeff to Jeff's point about like sources on one side of things. That seems like a hey, this is coming from the Bengals. I don't think there's any way, Alex <laughs> Smith was worth a third-round pick when the Chiefs traded him years ago. And Alex Smith is better and was younger at the time, more accomplished. I, I could see Dalton getting a day-three pick. It's also a one-year deal worth yeah, 17, I don't, I don't, 17 plus, plus, every team in the league knows they're going to cut him. So, hey, yeah. I, you know, I mean, hey, there's also that. Hey, Jeff, if you're the – rewind back to the Titans. Are you tagging Ryan Tannehill? Are you going all in and hoping to get Tom Brady? What would you do? Well, I'd rather tag Tannehill, let Henry walk, and maybe draft, you know, someone in the first round. I, I would never use a first-round pick – or pay a running back a second deal. But that's the way Tens want to go. Tannehill is more important. We saw last year the offense took off and Tannehill um, you know, became uh, the player that he did. I, again, I don't think Tannehill is the future there, though. I think they have to consider you know, maybe signing him for a one- or two-year deal and looking to move on. But this is a really interesting offseason for, for quarterbacks and for teams. I can't recall a time when there's almost more quarterbacks than there are spots if you include yeah. the draft, and, and now yeah. look, even after, and we're talking about this in a second, but you look at even after the combine, we're talking about five first round quarterbacks now, including Easton, which yep. I watched most of Easton's play this year. Utterly shocking to me that he would be considered a first round draft pick. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and it, it feels like there's just so many guys. Tom Brady's the first domino. Let, let's assume Tom goes back to New England, right? The thing we fall in line with, with um, free agency wise, Tannehill staying in Tennessee. Dalton's on the move somewhere. Maybe it's the Bears. Maybe it's not. And then look, Tampa Bay with Winston. I'd re-sign Winston. I think for a two-year deal, but I get if they want to draft someone. Uh, the Raiders, I think, stick with Carr probably unless they can draft someone. But again, is is Jacob Easton or Jordan Love better than Carr? Probably not. So there's just a lot of quarterbacks and not a lot of spots for them. And the other thing too is look like. Let's say that the Buccaneers, it doesn't work out with Winston, that they tag Barrett, maybe they can't sign him, whatever, or they don't want to sign him. I know Jason Light there. He was a man who drafted him. He got a five-year extension yeah. this summer. That five-year extension cuts both ways, right? Like, it gives him the latitude to bring him back if he really wants to, but it also gives him the latitude to move on because he's got security now. So I think that's Arian's call, and Arian's has been kind of like, hey, I'm tired of him throwing games away for us. Weird he, comments, man. It, really it, strange. Go it, ahead. They were. They were. But, like, if he leaves, to me, beyond Brady, who is the ultimate domino, Winston is the next biggest domino because where is Jameis Winston going? He threw for 5,000 yards. He threw for 30 picks. Does he go to the Chargers? Does that make sense? Like, if you're the Chargers, wouldn't you rather draft a guy? I mean, I, I think you would, personally. I think you'd rather take – you know, would the Raiders say, hey, Winston's an upgrade over Carr? Yeah. I, mean, I I don't know that he is. He's obviously a much different player. I mean, they couldn't be more different. But is he better? Is it an upgrade for the Colts? I mean, he's yes, I think he's better than Brissett, but is that what Chris Ballard and Frank Wright want? I mean, Wright's offense is about throwing on schedule and being quick and throwing on time, and that's not Winston at all. Yeah. Winston's I, an ab lever, so I, I, I don't know. I think we're going to find a situation when Frazier opens up in a couple of weeks and really Tom Brady signs, 
and they use the, the tag on, on maybe Ryan Tannehill, and that's it. Like we're not, I don't think we're going to get a lot of movement from team to team. We might get a Dalton being cut. We might get a Jameis Winston being, you know, not being re-signed. We might get guys being jettisoned away. But I think a lot of these teams, to Matt's point, if you look at, at you know, at Miami can draft a guy. Yep. We, we know, obviously, the Bengals can draft a guy. The Chargers, the Colts, the Bucks. I mean, these teams can fill spots that are in the top 15 if you look at where these guys are going. Bruce Arians, look, Jacob Easton out of Washington is a guy Bruce Arians should love, right? Yeah, big, big arm. Big, tall kid. Big arm. Strong arm, big arm. I don't think he's very good. He didn't play very well last year, in my opinion. But you could see him being taken at 14. And by then, all the quarterbacks are gone. The teams, <coughs> excuse me, the back end can fill in their rosters with quarterbacks. But those teams don't, don't we need guys. So we're, I think we're going to find a situation where Winston might not have a home my, unless, you know, like the Colts, yeah. you know, the, the Colts, their 13th pick, their guys aren't there. They draft an offensive lineman instead. And it wins the sides of the Colts. I think we see a lot of late movement in the back end of May with some of these veteran guys. I wouldn't sign a Phillip Rivers if I were the Colts. Why? I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. But I think a lot of people uh, think you will. Look, you look at these rookie quarterbacks, and to me, like this is actually the easier part of the quarterback carousel. Look, Burrow's going to the Bengals. We can just just stop. Okay, I was there. I was there when they when he talked to the media. Okay, he's going to Cincinnati. Barring some absolute bizarre, crazy twist, he's, he's going to be a Bengal next year. Tua, here's a couple things people should know about Tua. So March 9th is the date he's home. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Hoping to get cleared by his medical team, full go, the whole nine. He gives himself a month from there until his pro day, not Alabama's pro day, he won't be participating at that. He'll have his own pro day April 9th. Those are the two dates to watch. If he is good to go, has the pro day, looks healthy, he's going to be a top five pick. Okay, And then your guy from Oregon, Justin Herbert, a lot of teams like him. So he could be a guy who you're looking at top six at worst. I don't think he gets past the Chargers. And then Jordan Love, he's polarizing, but a lot of teams like him. A lot of teams are intrigued by him. Now, he threw 20 touchdowns and 17 picks at Utah State last year. A lot of teams will tell you, well, he had no talent around him. He was trying to make plays. Maybe that's the case. Maybe that, that you know, who knows? So those guys, I, I could see Love going to the Colts, by the way. I think that would be an interesting fit. If he doesn't go there, I could see him going to the Bucks. And then Easton, I think, is back into the first. I could see a team that's trying to develop a quarterback taking him. I could see New England taking him. I could see, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't know that the Packers are quite there yet with Rodgers, but a team like that, you know, the Saints, somebody of that ilk, you know, where he's going to sit for a few years and then maybe he'll play after that. Um, I, I, look, I have not watched a lot of Jordan Love film, so I'm not going to comment on the ins and outs of his film, but it's a really feels, feels disingenuous conversation around Jordan Love compared to other quarterbacks where we have a lot of people just saying, throw out the 2019 film, throw it out, right? He had a new, new OC and new offensive players and didn't play with pros. He played in a group of five conference. He's supposed to be a top 15 pick. His team should have won a lot of games. Like the, the idea that, that a, that a quarterback of this talent, right, supposed to be a top 10 pick now all of a sudden, that he couldn't get him to bet more than seven wins at Utah State seems wild to me. We, it's, it's just like, you know, but with other guys like like Justin Herbert, for example, we nitpick every little thing he does, but Jordan Love, it's like throw the tape out. Who cares? Well, like, what, 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 what is it? How does that even work? Yeah, well, listen, that, that's fair. I mean, a lot of people, I think I think that is fair. Like everybody, it, it's draft season, right? So everybody's going to justify for their favorite guys, and everybody's going to knock other guys. I, I'm with you. Look, I, I hate that part of this whole process. To me, you are what you are, right? And you come in, and, and you know the stats are a little part of it. The tape should obviously always be the big majority of it. Then the combine factors in, the pro day, all the rest of it, the private workouts, meetings, whatever. Uh, last thing I'll say on this, the one team I would watch in all this with the draft and with quarterbacks are the Raiders. The Raiders is number 12, and they have number 19. And, if, and they have three third-round picks. And if you go by the value chart with Jimmy Johnson, they could absolutely trade themselves into the top four. And if they do it, they can get ahead of the Dolphins and get ahead of the Chargers, who obviously are in their division, both teams in their conference. 
if the Raiders love Tua or they love Justin Herbert, I could see him going that route. And oh, by the way, last year, they were it was pretty much the worst kept secret in the NFL that Gruden loved Kyler Murray. Yeah. And if they could have gotten Kyler Murray, they would have gotten Kyler Murray. So the, the, they're not married to Derek Carr. I know I'm not breaking news with that. But if they feel they can get the quarterback, look for them to try to do it. Well, and Matt, you were down in Indy living the dream at, at, at the combine. That's well, one word for what, it. What, what's, the, what's the sense that you got outside of, of Joe Burrow, who everybody loves, although yep. people do point out the small hands and other quarterback measurables that they're not necessarily in love with. But what outside of Joe... Who do you? Who was the consensus? This guy's going to be a lockdown starter in the NFL. Oh, I think people look at Isaiah Simmons and think he's he's just impossible to miss at this point. He's so good. He's so versatile. He blew up the combine. His Clemson tape's ridiculous. He can play safety. He can play corner. He can play linebacker. Uh, and then the other guy would be Jeffrey Akuda out of Ohio State, the corner. I think I think those two guys are pretty much, and of course Chase Young, of course. I think I think those three players on the defensive side are looked at as their own tier. And yeah. then after that, then the quarterback. And, of course, look, the receivers, it's just a matter of preference, right? Like Henry Ruggs is this burner who people think might be Tyreek Hill. Then you've got Jerry Judy, who's a great prospect. He's more of a technician. Uh, you know, you look at a lot of these receivers. You know, a guy like Denzel Mims at Baylor, who we're actually doing a fan side draft diary on, um, he blew the combine up. He, four three eighty, six foot three, two hundred eight pounds. You talk to some people who think you might actually be a late first round pick now. So there's there's a there's a lot of guys. It's a really good draft class. Uh, outside of, of Burrow for you, Jeff, just quarterback wise, who would, who do you like the most? Um, I'll just throw out some some names on the offensive line side. I think we're gonna have a, a big run on tackles in the first twelve picks or so. Uh, yeah, Makai Becton from Louisville, three hundred sixty four pounds, we're gonna five one. Pretty remarkable. Uh, the Wills kid from Alabama might be the yep. most technically sound offensive lineman uh, right now in the draft. He's a right tackle, but we know right tackles um, obviously supremely important. Uh, Tristan Wirfs from Iowa had the maybe the greatest combine ever for an offensive lineman, right? Vertical record, broad jump record, 485. He's a little bit less consistent with technique, not as powerful maybe as guys would like. And then Andrew Thomas at Georgia. I think as soon as the first one of those is taken, we're going to have a run on those four guys right away. Agreed. All right, team. Let's move into our next category, which is into the future. Back to the future. One of the greatest movies of all time. But we're going into the future. Who? Our first question is, who are the biggest non-quarterback free agents that will be avoiding the tag. bunch of names out there, and uh, I'm hoping that the Chicago Bears are going to be in uh, Mr. Hooper. Uh, Matt Verham, you go first here. Who, who, what, what do you think on our biggest non-quarterback free agents avoiding the tag? Yeah, I'll throw out a few. Look, I think Derrick Henry is going to be one that, whether or not that's a buyer beware situation because of the load that he's had to carry both at Alabama and in Tennessee, uh, that remains to be seen, but he's a huge name. He's going to get paid. Some team, if it's not Tennessee, is going to pay him a boatload of money. So he's a guy to watch. You mentioned Austin Hooper. Uh, talked to a source actually this morning who said there's a half dozen teams who are legitimately in on him. Uh, the expectation around Indianapolis was that he's actually going to reset the market at tight end around $11 million a year, which would be the highest ever. Now, that's not going to last as resetting the market for very long because guys like Kittle – uh, they're going to blow it up. Kelsey's going to be doing extension or a new deal fairly soon. So, uh, you know, Henry, though, Hunter Henry is going to probably get the tag. So if you want a tight end, Hooper's the guy, and he has leverage. It's not a great tight end class. So look for him to do really well for himself. And then the last one would be Jadavion Clowney for me. There is some talk around the league that you worry about his medical history, that he's not always been the healthiest guy on the face of the earth, but when he's played, he's been very good. Uh, he only had three sacks last year, but if you watch the tape, he was great. He, he got pressure constantly. He could have had 10 sacks just as easily. Um, and a lot of these pass rushers are getting tagged. Chris Jones, yep. Yannick Ngakwe, right? There's a few others as well, but Dupree might get it from the Steelers. So, it, again, do you have leverage? Klein is going to have a lot of it there's not going to be a lot of big-time pass rushers out in the market. It's going to be he, Dante Fowler, and maybe a few other uh, second-tier type guys. Jeff, what yes, names do you want to fly up? You know, it's not a big year for giant splash free agents outside of Tom Brady, right? I mean, so you look at a guy like Amari Cooper, who's not going to get the tag, I think, in Dallas yep. if a new CBA gets done. Man, Dallas has just butchered this whole thing, right? They paid a box linebacker and a running back 
instead of paying Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott. Just wild to me. And Byron well, Jones. And yeah, well, by, yeah, and then I should incredible. pay Byron Jones too. You know, I, I do think there's a one defensive end before I get to some offensive linemen. Everson Griffin can still play. Yeah. Um, and he feels like a Terrell Suggs ad. Not obviously at the end of the season, but the Chiefs added Suggs. He made an impact right away, right? He, he was able to rush the passer, and I think that Everson Griffin has more in the tank than Suggs. I could see him going to a contender right away and helping that contender rush the passer. So I'm really interested to see where he goes. He won't be a, probably a day one guy. Um, he's a week one guy. He'll find his spot. But you look at the offensive linemen, again, there's not like a great a great group of offensive linemen, in my opinion. The best one is is Thune at, um in uh, New England, who's going to get $15 million a year from someone, probably not New England. Uh, a couple of guys saw so Gerald Williams, who was going to be the number one right tackle last year before getting hurt. He's back into it. And then Jack Conklin at right tackle for Tennessee. Um, look, I've, I, I don't think he's that great. He's going to get a lot of money, though. It's kind of the way it works. Um, but those guys on the offensive line side, uh, plus obviously Everson Griffin as uh, a name that uh, just looking at the list stood out to me. Uh, Chris Harris Jr. could be another guy, too. And then the Chiefs have expressed interest in, in adding him as well. We're talking about three teams specifically this week. Verem, you want to add something else in there? I just really quickly wanted to say, being in Indianapolis and just talking to some people around the league, with Thune, there's a legitimate 12 to 14 teams that are at least inquiring about his services. Now, obviously not everybody's going to be able to afford him. So I'm with you, Jeff. I think he's going to be the highest paid guard on annual average value in, in league history. Uh, he's, he's 27 years old. He's never missed a game. He's gone to the Super Bowl three times. By the way, the only player in NFL history uh, to start in Super Bowls each of his first three seasons. So he's a terrific player with some versatility. Uh, he's going to do very, very well for himself on the market. The Chicago Bears could use some help on their offensive line. They could use some help all over uh, the place. We're picking, looking at three teams specifically this week, the Bears, the Niners, and the Green Bay Packers. Let's start with the Bears. What should the Bears do besides the Mitchell Trubisky quarterback situation that has been talked about a ton, and, and maybe it will be Andy Dalton, but what should the Bears do outside of quarterback to help that offense get going? Jeff, let's start with you. Um, I would just say continue to add weapons. I mean, I think you can never have enough. We saw with the Chiefs. Look, I, I don't want to use the Chiefs always as a blueprint, but we've seen that just having weapons, right, multiple guys to attack every different which way, multiple interchangeable parts, to just speed, right? Get fast on offense. I do think that they, generally speaking, is more of a scheme thing. They need they need someone a down downhill players. Whether it's, it, I would never advise anyone to draft a running back in the first round. Excuse me, but I think there's plenty of running backs in the draft that can get downhill for them. I'd say add weapons on offense. Weapons help out your quarterback as much as possible. Yeah, and to that point, look, I think they got to go get a tight end. Trey Burton's not worked out yeah. for them. Uh, and and they I, the names escaping me drafted a kid a few years ago Shaheen the second round uh, it's been a total bust it's better when it's, well, the name escaped you go ahead yeah so <laughs> that's tough tough but fair um, Cole Komet out of Notre Dame is arguably the best tight end in the class right down the road here in South Bend that would be a guy to look at if they can't get Hooper and I don't think they have the cap space to go get Hooper although they could I guess they they they've, they've created some so if they really want to prioritize Hooper maybe they could make a run at him. Um, if not him, though, you know, you look at this class. If Hunter Henry is tagged, does Jacob Hollister out of, out of Seattle make sense? He's a guy I don't know that, you know, his maybe his best days are ahead of him. He's a young kid. Um, but I, I wouldn't be opposed to him adding a tight end here who can give them something in the passing game, which, right, Jimmy Graham might get cut. And I think he's kind of long in the tooth, but maybe kick tires there. And then add a tackle. Go get some help in the offensive line. The Bears, their offensive line was not good last year. I don't love their combo of Massey and Leno. Uh, I, I think at some point here, you got to get better. Now, they don't have a first round pick, but if there's a guy they like in the second round, yeah. I'd love to see him take a tackle. You got to build up that line because Trubisky, he has no shot if he's got to improvise. Yeah, they, None. They need a right guard, too, with Kyle Long's career uh, coming also to true. an end. So if there's a, there are many needs for the Chicago Bears. It's some really interesting comments from Matt Nagy talking about how Mitchell Trubisky needs to actually learn the offense and spend time in the film room and be quote unquote obsessed so he knows the offense better than wait, Nagy wait, knows it. Wait, did, did I miss the, He said that? Yeah. Out loud? Yeah. Out loud. Ooh. 
That's a that is in right. the NFL. That is about as scathing I mean, as it I gets. Mean, I mean, he said it in a, in as nice a way as you could say it. But he quote he needs to become obsessed. He needs to know the offense better than I know the offense when he comes back in April. And that by the right. Much. <laughs> oh, that's an all-you-can-eat character assassination. It was, it was interesting how Chicago reporters took that as, as nothing. I'm like, hold on a second. He just said the dude, like, I, I mean, it's like he goes into the film room and he plays Ms. Pac-Man, or I don't know what the hell he's doing in there. Like, I, I don't think he does anything else but, like, hang out at, at Alice Hall, but he, he doesn't learn the offense. Man smells wow. bad. Uh, but all right, let's move on to uh, the Bears' rival, which is the Green Bay Packers. Uh, what would... A successful offseason look like for Green Bay. Matt Verram, let's start with you. They got to get a receiver. They've got to get another receiver. Devonta Adams is terrific. If I were the Packers, I would draft one in the first round. I really would. Like I, I'd like to see him resign Brian Balaga at right tackle. I don't know if they will. Uh, you know, it's possible. But I think in the first round, man, if, if T. Higgins is there out of Clemson or Brandon Ayuk's there out of Arizona State or Mims, as we talked about, out of Baylor. Uh, the back half of the first round. Or if one of these guys just surprisingly falls to you, if it's Jalen Rieger out of TCU or one of the Alabama kids by some miracle gets there, the Packers need to help Rodgers out. This is no longer 10 years ago where it's just, hey, Aaron, here's the football, make it happen. They need to put some weapons around him. Because right now, if you're playing the Packers, you just double Adams. Don't worry about anybody else. So I think you do that. And then defensively, they got to fix the linebackers. Blake Martinez is a free agent. He had a lot of tackles, but he can't cover anybody. They need to get a coverage backer in there. So I, I would start there for the Packers. I think if they accomplish those two tasks, they're built much better to get to the Super Bowl. You know, I think adding a tight end would be important too. But again, to Matt's point about the Bears, there's just not a lot of tight ends available this year. It's, it's not tough. a big tight end class. And Hunter, if Hunter Henry gets tagged, then obviously he's out of the equation and just have Hooper and a couple guys in the draft. It's not a big year for tight ends in the draft. I will say – you know, Brian Balaga, right tackle, they need to answer. They need to make – they need to do something there if he's gone because they've been lucky for many years to have Bakhtiari and Bulaga be able to block the way they have for Rodgers holding the ball as long as he does. So that to me is a huge – You're the one who protects the flock, and that requires an eye for detail because when safety and well-being are on the line, it's the details that can save lives. Even when no one else is watching, you see everything. Granger gets you, and we're here for you, and all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions, plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Important to make sure that you have an answer for right tackle if, if Belaga does leave. All right, let's move on to the Niners team. Do... The San Francisco 49ers need to be aggressive this offseason to build on what they did last year. Status quo good enough or do the 49ers to be need to be active? Let's start with you, Jeff. Uh, what do the 49ers need to do? Well, I think that if you stay stagnant, you're never going to get back to where you are. You have to continue to be aggressive and be able to maneuver your team in the way. If you look at their team, they got to restine Armstead. He's a big problem in the middle of that defense. Maybe they tag him. Whatever they do, they have to keep him on the roster for next year. I would just look to maybe get – I know that Richard Sherman is still your captain and still there, but I think getting faster at corner, finding a way to continue to add speed to that position will be important for the Niners. They have a good pass rush. They're fast at linebacker. They're fast on offense. They have a tight end running back. Their offensive line is good. Um, I think it's about adding speed in the defensive secondary and also keeping Armstead. But be aggressive. Continue to, to fill – holes in your team with players that you need to bring in spend the money get it done use your assets stay aggressive i actually said they don't have to be aggressive but there's kind of a reason why so i, I do think they need to keep armstead he, he's too talented to let walk out the door your biggest strength on that team is that front four right so you don't want to lose part of your strength i agree with you there i just don't think they have the cap space to be aggressive so they're gonna have to be smart like i, I look at this and say if you're a veteran free agent receiver it's the absolute worst-case scenario for you. The draft is so good that teams are going to say, I'll draft a guy and get him for four or five years on the cheap. I'm not sp- spending big money for Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. Why would I? It's it's dumb. And that's not a knock on Emmanuel Sanders. He's a terrific player, but any team that does that's stupid. There's no reason to. So if I'm Emmanuel Sanders, maybe I'm thinking, you know what, maybe it's not the worst thing to go back, sign a short-term deal with the Niners, try to blow it out, have a great year, and then hit free agency when the cap, by the way, 
um, is going to explode next year. So I don't think that's the worst idea in the world. I'd like yeah. to see the Niners at a receiver, whether it's bringing Chances back or another guy, and nab a corner in the draft. And by the way, I just want to bring this up quickly because uh, I think it's important. When I was in Indy, talked to multiple sources who told me the cap next year might be as high as $240 million. It is currently $200 million. So a 20% jump. Teams are not going to be hurting for cap space here in short order. And if you're a free agent this year, it might not be the worst idea to sign a short-term deal, have a good year, and then hit that. You got to be confident in your ability. But but you understand, from the team side, they're not doing that. Well, they want to lock you in long-term, no question. But I don't think Pat Mahomes signs this offseason. Uh, he's certainly not going to sign for the CBA. I've not, that's coming down the road, but maybe not. He might wait. And, and I would I, wait. If I were him, I'd wait because the catastrophic injuries in that position aren't very likely in general, right? I mean, it'll happen very often. Even if they do, what, are the Chiefs not going to trust you the year after you break your leg? Sure. Like, well, come on. I will say this, though, and I, I hear what you're saying. It's, it's very valid. You played in the league. Now, I know offensive linemen have a higher rate of getting beat up than a quarterback, obviously. But if you were in a position where, let's just say in this scenario, okay, Brett Feach goes to you and says, Jeff, five years, $200 million, $160 million guaranteed. Are you turning that down? No, I'm taking it. I mean, I think I offer him that much money, though. And part of it, too, I don't is know. You know, the, the endorsements, things like that. I mean, there's obviously things to consider if you're Pat, but – I always gambled on myself. I took a bunch of one-year deals when teams offered two just because I knew if I played well, I'd get to free agency. If I didn't play well, I was probably screwed. Um, I'm, I'm more aggressive like that. But again, if you're Pat, you get 160 guaranteed. For, you know, you're set, obviously, for multiple generations, yeah. endorsements. And then, look, you're still going to be, what, 29 when your contract's over? Right, you're going to get another one. Get two more deals. Yep. Um, yeah, I just think that, that that throws a wrench in, obviously, how these negotiations with franchise tag – and even for because look, guys, we're understand if a CBA gets ratified while we're doing this, it really won't take effect for this year. It's all pushed. Seventeen games happen this year, correct? But it, everything's really pushed to twenty twenty one as far as adjustment to salary cap and obviously new negotiated TV deals. Let's, uh, gentlemen, let's move on to our segment, which is Jeff's favorite segment in. Or out. Do we need to stop and explain this to Jeff? I think this week we're going to roll the dice here in the in, right. the, in the hope that Jeff has learned something it. on his trip to Mexico. Again, uh, I, I'm hearing a lot of coughing this today, by the way. I'm, I'm worried about the coronavirus out there. I don't want to throw any alarms out there. This podcast no. is safe to listen to, but I'm hearing a lot of coughing my, here. I don't have my... my Cough button here only works for my Comrex, so I don't have one for Skype. I'm sorry. For Ram, you, are you worried about Jeff's health? Uh, no. Okay. All right. Me neither, but I That's just. That's how great I look. I, I mean, how could you, you worry about You do this? look good. There's no, there, I mean. It's straight, a lot tanner than I am. Straight, straight adorable. All right. In or out, team. Verram, we'll start with you. You can leave the way here. The Lions, as in Detroit, should consider a quarterback in the first round. Are you in on that? The Lions should start thinking I, about their future I'm, QB. I'm in that they should consider it. I, I don't think they are going to take a quarterback because I think Matt Patricia realizes if they don't do well this year, he's fired. Um, and Matt's a pretty good motivator to take somebody who can help right away. But look, if I'm the Lions, and, and this is a perfect world, and I know I have a couple of years, I'm not worried about getting canned. Yeah, I mean, if they like Tua, I'd absolutely take him at three. Wow. 100% I would. Because, look, Stafford is a – I actually think he's underrated. I've always liked Matt Stafford quite a bit, but they've never won a playoff game. And I'm not not I'm not saying it's just on Stafford. Obviously, that organization's been a tire fire now for about 50 years. Okay, but, you know, he's had injuries. He is very expensive. They can move off him next year. If – I'm in love with Tua, or let's say Herbert, who they got a really good look at at the Senior Bowl. Same thing. Like I, I would consider it, and you might even be able to trade back a couple spots if Jordan loves your guy. I don't think they're going to do that. I'll be clear, um, but I would certainly consider it if they want to do that. I will take Matthew Stafford on the Bears. Go ahead, Jeff. What do you think? In or out? I, I am in. I think every team should consider a quarterback. I think it's the way the business works in the league. After what Arizona did last year. You know, going with Kyler Murray, I feel like every team now is the, the stigma of sticking with their guys now gone. Obviously, Stafford's been there a long time. But I think, Matt, the greatest point you made about why, <coughs> excuse me, geez, why they're not going to do this is, is Patricia has to win this year. Yep. And Stafford gives them the best chance to win. Use your third pick on, you know, Akuda to help your defense. Use it on 
I don't even know. I, there's no. I'm thinking of like some sort of help for Stafford. Use it on Simmons. Use it on. Yeah, just take. Yeah, take, take the best. You know, the, multi, the best multi-purpose defender. I mean, can you imagine six four two twenty covering defensive backs? I mean, <laughs> I mean, wide receivers. Now, his hips probably won't open well enough to be able to to go downfield maybe with those guys. But still, like it's incredible that's even an option so yeah i wouldn't i think they're in on just considering it i don't think that they pull the trigger the vikings will extend kirk cousins this offseason jeff in or out um i'll say out uh because i think if they don't get to the nfc championship game or even the super bowl zimmer's probably out right i think is right it's probably time for him to move on and if that happens and cousins is not going to be there as well I'm torn on this because I've been really trying to work to find out what the uh, the story is there. I actually asked Zimmer straight up in, in Indianapolis, and he kind of gave me a you know typical coach speak answer of yeah, well we consider a lot of things. Okay, fair enough. Um, I I will go in on this for one reason: if they go through the year and he plays well, they cannot tag him. Because he's already been tagged twice. I mean, technically, they could tag him a third time, but he'd be like a fifty-two million dollar hit. So they're not tagging him. Um, I almost wonder if you're better off for the Vikings just saying, look, we're going to give you a, a you know, two-year extension. We're not going to fully guarantee this whole thing. Uh, why would he do that? I don't know why he'd go, I don't know why he'd go from well, full guarantee to not. Well, I think, I think if you're him, right? Like, I guess you can, you could say, I'll hit the market again. The cap goes up. You know what? Actually, it's, it's a fair point. It's a good point because if you're, if your cousins with the market exploding and the cap exploding, Maybe he doesn't sign the extension. It just says, "Look, I'll just play it out and have forty-three hundred yards and you know twenty-eight touchdowns." And I, so, you know what, Jeff, you convinced me. I, I actually because I, I, I've been going, I've been waffling on this because I can't get uh, the answers I want. So, you know what, I will go with you. And he probably, by the way, as we as I flip flopped, he probably signed an extension. Um, but I'll, I'll agree with you. I'll actually say out because of the way the cap's going up. It makes sense if you're him to just wait it out. I'd be surprised yeah. if he gets the same deal that he got or similar deal that he got in the last one. But we'll see. All right, let's do the Chiefs here. The Chiefs keep Chris Jones on a long-term deal. Verderam, in or out? This one I'm in on. And look, yep. I've, I've talked to people around the league and close to that situation, multiple people, who have all said, look, they want to keep him long-term. This is not just, hey, we're going to tag and trade like they did last year with D. Ford. Now, could that come to, to pass? If they can't find common ground, sure. But they've been talking since last year about trying to get a deal done. The big impediment last year was Jones was playing out the last year of his rookie deal. They wanted to rip that deal up and start it right away, a new deal. The Chiefs said, well, why would we do that? We're going to, you know, we have the leverage here. We're going to let you play out the last year of a cheap rookie contract. We can always tag you, which is, of course, now what they're doing. My understanding is there's not a lot of animosity here. They understand that they're trying to extend the window to work things out with Jones. They also paid $104 million for Frank Clark last year. And if you let Jones walk, that hurts your other big investment on the defensive line. So, look, they love Chris Jones, have for a long time. I think this idea that, well, they're going to be so cap-crunched, not necessarily. They can open up some space in a few different ways. The cap's going to explode next year. They can afford to keep Chris Jones, and, and they have long wanted him to be a cornerstone there. So as long as these negotiations don't go completely off the rails, the expectation is, look, Chris wants to be there. The Chiefs want him there. We all know it's going to be about a Frank clark size contract, and I, I think that both sides will work to make that happen. So there's many reasons why teams give the, the tag, right? And we know players don't like the tag. Chris Jones made it very vocal that's like the tag. Yep. I think in this situation, it really is to work out a deal. I think it's giving the Chiefs and Chris Jones just more runway to get this done, especially with a possible new CBA. They're saying, look, we tagged you. We want you here. We're going to pay you. You know, obviously, if they don't get a deal done with Pat this offseason, then you can pay Chris whatever he wants, essentially, right? Of yeah. course, they're going to do it within reason. But they're just kind of waiting to see what happens. You know, obviously, other tags like, you know, in Glockway, I don't think they're doing that. For a long-term deal, they're just—he's talented. They want to keep him there. They have the right to do so. They're doing it right. I don't feel that this is a, a case where the Chiefs are trying to screw over Chris Jones. They just want to wait and see what happens with the number one party, Pat Mahomes, before getting to Chris Jones. This way, he's in camp. He's there. He doesn't like it, obviously. Players don't like it, but I think for sure, Chiefs will resign him. 
you can suck it up and go to camp for that level of dough. Uh, let's let's wrap up. Uh, see, I, I don't I don't like that. Come on, man. Like, dude wants he wants a second deal, man. He wants the three years I, guaranteed. I also, by the he way, he wants to know the Chiefs love him. The franchise tag sucks. I, 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 I also. Funny. Does it I feel also, like a team? Yes, that's true. And what, what's, I mean, there's got to be some level of this well, is the, this is the collective well, bargaining agreement and the, your leverage. The, yeah, of course. De- the deadline to sign a long term deal is July 15th. Uh, they will work diligently to, to sign him long term uh, before we even get to training camp. Now, of again, look, I know fans always want like some concrete answer, things are fluid. He might come in with some structure he wants that the Chiefs just don't agree to, vice versa, whatever. They both want to get the deal done. And typically, when you have both sides wanting to get a deal done, especially both sides knowing about what the deal is going to be, uh, that's a pretty good place to start. Let's wrap up on in or out with the Ravens team. The Ravens should draft a wide receiver in the first round once again. Is it worth a spin on another playmaker, Jeff Schwartz? What do you say? If they do, it better be a tall, a tall guy, tall wide receiver, possession, a big possession guy. Um, you know, they're an interesting team. I don't, I don't know what they, they, they have a pressing. I think the most pressing need might be wide receiver, just kind of a big tall guy that third down you find a way to go. I mean, to me, their biggest issue was in the Titans game. They just got away from their game plan, right? They got down fourteen nothing and then just stopped running their offense. Um, you know, Marshall Yanda is retired. I'm not quite sure if he is. Is he? Is is? I, I never really saw an announcement. It's not. It's not known yet. <clears throat> Finding a replacement for him will be huge. That might be the way they go in the first round if they have to. But I think a big wide receiver um, would be a, a big plus for that offense. So that means Jeff Schwartz is in. If I'm uh, hearing that right, it, it, he is in. Yes. Sure. Uh, yeah. Of course. Whatever, Whatever you guys uh, say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, are you in? Yes, because I think they could go edge rusher. They have Matthew Judon, but they don't have a lot of other edge rushers. Like, you look at them and say, well, they had so many sacks last year. Yeah, because they blitz like 60% of the time. Yeah. And look, they can do that because they have a really good back end, but I don't care who you are. At some point, it's going to burn you. Like, at some juncture, some team is going to have a matchup problem for you, and if you have to blitz constantly to get home, it's an issue. Now, that said – I think they got to take another receiver because Hollywood Brown, while talented, is is very diminutive. How healthy will he stay? We don't know. They don't have any other receivers who scare you. At, you know, obviously, Mark Andrews beats tight end. Um, we saw last year what the Ravens can do. They're extraordinarily talented in a lot of ways. But you, they only can beat you offensively one way. That's yeah. a problem. And it showed in the playoffs. You need to be able to beat teams – yeah, but, more but, than one but, it, but is that but is that a Lamar Jackson issue or is that uh, not having enough wide receivers? Well, that's my point. So I, I don't know that yet. I think I think you need to go out and invest in another receiver. And if he still can't win a playoff game, then it starts to become underdog fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. More of a Lamar Jackson yeah. issue. Yeah. You know, if they go out and they get T. Higgins, and he's a good player, and they go to the playoffs, and they still can't win... Then I think, yeah, but look, he's not going to run for 1,300 yards every year. Like at some point, you need to be able to win with a balanced attack and, and, and so on and so forth. Final topic, gentlemen, which is looking forward. See your future, be your future. Biggest story heading into free agency, and we're not going to. Jeff Schwartz, why are you shaking your head at my see your future, be your future? I thought that I'm was just, great. I'm, I'm like anti motivational guy. Like I just, it's <laughs> not me. I don't want to hear. It doesn't do anything for me. Just, just, just be in the moment and get it done and show me the baby. Yes, don't, don't, don't talk about the pain. Show me the baby. Isn't that how it goes? Something I, like I, that. I bet that sentence was not uttered when any of your kids were born. Um, we're talking about my, my my daughter was easy. The son was tough. Uh, no, I did not. I did not. I, <laughs> no, you'd well, be me, divorced. I, I was standing. I was just hanging out. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I didn't say that. No. Verim, show me the baby. Biggest story heading into free agency, and you can't well, say Tom Brady. Right. I, I was going to say, I'll, we'll preface this, but not talking about quarterbacks here for me. I want to see what these fringe teams do. Like, the Bills made the playoffs last year, okay? 
but basically beat Vanderbilt 10 times. And I know Bills fans are going to scream me because I, I went to college with many of them. So I, I'm sure they'll be mad about sure. that. But look, they're not going to get back to the playoffs if they're the same team. It's not going to happen. They're going to play a much harder schedule, and they're going to lose to a lot of these teams. So what do the Bills do? They have a lot of cap space. Allen's still on the rookie deal. How do they get better? Because to me, they've got to get better. They've got to get better just to get back to the same place and then maybe go from there. The Rams are also the team I'm going to look at in the NFC. The Rams are capped out in a lot of ways. They're paying a gazillion dollars to you know to Goff and to Gurley and to Cooks. How do they get better on the margins? They don't have a first-round pick. Like they, Les Need, to be frank, has kind of screwed them with the way he's he's handled this team. Like they, they are going to have to get better through smart second and third tier signings, through finding guys in the back half of the draft. I'm very curious to see if the Rams can do that because I think there's a lot of talent on this team, but clearly they have holes and they're going to have to fill them some way somehow. A lot of teams in that position, Jeff. I think there's a lot of teams, and you mentioned the French teams, but more kind of directly, like the Cowboys, for example. The Cowboys situation where. They're close, I think, to being a Super Bowl team, but they're sort of really far if they mess up for agency. The Eagles are a team that just needs a couple pieces, right? And they might be yep. right back yep. in this whole thing. A team like the Dolphins. If all these picks, all this money, how are they going to spend it? How much better are they going to be you know, going from where they were last year? I mean, maybe they get up to the eight or nine win category. There, I think lastly, throw Tom Brady out of it, obviously, is the quarterbacks, right? Tannehill, Winston. Of course. Uh, what do the Raiders do with Carr? Obviously, it's very easy to see if they go get – Tom Brady, what's happening with Carr? Do the Bengals cut bait with Dalton before free agency um, begins? I mean, there's a lot of moving parts here, but there's a lot of teams, I think, that have a chance to add a couple pieces and and be really good. Uh, but we'll see. Cowboys, Eagles, you know, come to mind as two of those that could really use a good free agency period. Gentlemen, great to be with you. Uh, before we go over him on your trip to Indy, did you get to St. Elmo's Steakhouse? Did somebody buy you a nice uh, upper-level dinner, some shrimp cocktail? I was uh... – there very, very briefly. I did get the shrimp cocktail. You did get the cocktail. I, I did because they own like the same people that own St. Elmo's on like three different restaurants. So went to uh, Burger Study, I believe. Yeah, Burger Study. Very good place. Got a shrimp cocktail. Wonderful. I'm a big fan of the seafood. Jer- Jerry Jones is down there eating steaks. You're going burgers. That's why we love you, Matt Verderam. Right, I'm, Jeff Schwartz? I'm a burgers kind of guy. Um, I would have done St. Elmo's. Big St. Elmo's fan. So you and I, I roll in a little different I, way, I, I'm I guessing. I say, though, when I was in Mexico, about the fourth day, I told my wife, I go, I just need a burger. Like, I need something, like, that wasn't a taco. And so I smashed a burger. It was awesome. Beautiful. Delicious. Beautiful. Oh, you can never get too far away from a burger. All right, gentlemen. Great to be with you. Like, subscribe, stack in the box. We appreciate you listening, watching. We will see you next week. This podcast is brought to you by Fansided. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Progressive presents today's to-do list for your cat. Take a nap. Meow till I get food. Get food. Walk away from food. Move to couch. See human. Give cold shoulder. Take a nap. Meow till I get your food. Your pet has get a very busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected. That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Move to couch. Aggressively clean myself. Take a nap. Meow till I get food. Get coverage get for your pets with anti-auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with a purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.